what are the benefits of paid advertising for businesses and what have you seen paid advertising bring to our clients? Oh, my gosh. It's such a loaded question. Mm. Like there are so many benefits of digital marketing, paid ads in particular for any business. I think there are a lot of things you need to have in place at the start, but for people to just delve in and just be so trusting with a, you know, with a world that's not necessarily black and white and easy to understand. I think the benefits are huge. Hello, my name is Jara. I'm the founder and managing director of Jampact Agency and you are listening to the Jampact podcast. Today is a juicy, juicy episode. We are going to be covering one of my favorite digital marketing topics, which is paid ads. I think whether you are running ads now, whether you might run them in the future, whether you're doing your ads in-house or whether you're outsourcing them, it's so important for all marketers and all business owners to at least wrap their head around the foundations of paid ads and the capabilities because I think that is the key to getting the most out of your paid ads strategy. Today, Zoya, our amazing digital marketing specialist, and I are going to dive into paid ads, our favorite topic. And we're going to be looking at social media ads and Google ads, specifically answering probably most of the common questions that we get when it comes to paid ads. In this episode, we talk about the benefits of running paid ads, when you should run paid ads, what type of budget you should be spending, what type of metrics you should be tracking and answering a few more really commonly asked questions throughout the episode. Zoya is an absolute gun when it comes to paid ads and I trust no one more than her to give advice on this topic. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today. She did this all completely off script, which I was so impressed by and it was all just straight from her amazing brain. But before we dived into the topic of paid ads, I actually asked her, what it's like to work at Jampact, and here is what she had to say. I'm not going to lie, coming from an agency and then working for myself for a period of time, it's quite a unique shift for me. I'm always used to having people, you know, be very micromanaging, always having to report to someone, but Jampact is, it's night and day to anything else that I've worked in before. There's so much trust and we're so comfortable and open with each other I think you Gabby and I especially we've just got this bond where we're always there for each other so if I have a problem Gabby's probably one of the first people to reach up and try to help even if she has no idea what to do so Mm -hmm. I think that level of trust and just the genuine relationships that we have makes working for jam-packed so special yeah and unlike anything else oh I love that and it's so interesting that you say that because in the podcast episode that I did with Brooke last week that you haven't even listened to it since, I mentioned that my leadership style is very much just trusting. And I think you kind of have to be that way when the work is remote. There's such an element of trust in that. So I'm really glad that I I used to think that it was a bad thing, but now I can see that it's actually empowered you, especially out of everyone in the team. I've really noticed you having a transformation with your confidence Oh, since absolutely. joining Gem Pact. And I think a lot of that has to do with just trusting each other and being there for each other. 100%. And I'm not going to lie, there was a huge learning curve to getting used to being so 
you know, hands off with leadership, somebody not following me up all the time. Mm. So it actually has helped me become a lot more disciplined with my work and making sure that I'm holding myself accountable because at the end of the day, I have to report on what I've been doing. I can't, you know, look to someone else. And if it's not done, then that's completely on me and I have to respect that. Totally. Yeah. So I guess on that, when we reflect and look back on your journey with Jam Packed over the last two and a half years now, I really want to know what do you feel has been the proudest or most exciting moment for you? Does something jump out when I say that? I actually have two things. So there's obviously my client wins that are things that I hold to heart and I just, you know, I'm brag about it to everyone mm. in a way that not should. bragging as I'm like look at me I'm yeah. like I'm honestly so proud that mm. I've been able to help this company or and you know achieve more than what they've wanted and yeah. I think we've talked about it a lot recently just helping somebody who was on the brink of closing their doors mm. and you know having to lay off staff because of you know COVID-19 and restrictions and just it was really impacting their business hard and after jumping on a call with them we just we all shed tears that yeah. during that call and we just offered what we could to help them and to look at where they were to where they are now and they're yeah. absolutely thriving. And oh, so good. And I think that's something special about Jam Packed. Like all of our clients, they're not just clients, they're not just a number, they're not just somebody we just have in, you know, our Rolodex. They're actually, they're, we form a really special bond mm. and I'm sure if I place an order with them, they'll always send me a message and they're like, oh, my God, what did you order? We can't wait to see. Yeah. And it's just it's a really rewarding relationship that we have with all of our clients and that's something I'm very appreciative of. Totally. It's one of the best things about being a smaller agency, I think. Absolutely. Like I've worked for agencies where I've been so burnt out working Mm. with multiple clients that, you know, it's not uncommon for me to forget Mm. these things but because we hold such a close bond with these people we're willing to go above and beyond for them all the time and totally when they succeed we feel like we've done our best and if they've gone through a, a low period then we're always up there to support them and you know talk them through it even if it's just advice or mm. just doing the work that we can to help them so yeah. that's something I love about my job and mm. jam-packed oh I love that it's just music to my ears and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I feel so empowered in our vision to stay small and stay boutique. I'm not saying we're going to say no to growth, but I'm going to be very sustainable about it. And as soon as it doesn't, as soon as it feels like we don't have those kind of relationships with clients, that takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? Absolutely. And mm. we notice as a team, if we're starting to get to that point with a client where we feel the relationship is sort of dragging, Mm. we sort of feel it's up to us to address it with them. Totally. And then, you know, we try to pick ourselves up because as soon as that relationship sort of, you know, starts to tether or mm. wane on us, then it impacts the quality of our work. And Always. that's something that we hold ourselves up to. Yeah. Okay. I love that answer. <laughs> another uh, thing. Oh, there's another there's thing. There's another thing. Okay. Yes. So my two and a half years at Jam Pack, mm. one of my proudest moments has nothing to do with me. It's actually, and it's going to sound really biased because you're here, <laughs> but it's actually seeing you, how much you've grown as a leader. So are you going to make me cry? Because when you first came on, you were just very open, you were very trusting, and you still are, but you let people walk all over you. You didn't necessarily have those boundaries in place with your Mm. own clients. You always had them with us, Mm. but when it came to clients, you were such a people pleaser. Mm. You always forgot about how you felt and what that did to you. So you would be up late, you'd be doing work, trying to compensate, and Mm. I think 
now because we've gone through so much as a team, you actually are aware of when we go through that, what happens. Mm. And now you've taken those learnings and applied it to yourself. So you're not, you know, you're not working 10 hours plus trying to get one thing fixed. You actually set the standard now Mm. for us to unplug, go outside and actually enjoy life. Like we live for life. We Mm. don't work for life. Mm. And that's something that's really been impressive to see you grow in this role. Oh, Zoe, that makes me emotional. And it's so nice for me to hear that kind of thing, because obviously when we have our one-on-one check-ins, they're focused on you and I'm never going to rely on my team to kind of Mm. give me feedback all the time. So getting that kind of positive feedback is, it's a really nice feeling. And I think we just forget, like, we are people at the end of the day. Mm. Like, I'm someone who doesn't necessarily need constant praise, Mm. but you like to hear it. Yes, And I think because- we report to you in a way. We mm. look at the hierarchy. <laughs> but you don't really have that outlook. Like, mm. And I think it's just really important for us to, you know, reflect back. Like, totally, we are proud of you and yeah. we're so thankful for everything that you've created that we've, Aww. you know, made jam-packed. It is what it is today. Yeah. And honestly, you guys are a big, the biggest part of that. I wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are without, without you guys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's made my day. <laughs> Okay, so before we start crying from (laughs) nostalgia and emotions, I want to jump into paid ads, which is your specialty. I've said so many times that when I hired you, I was so excited (laughs) because you were actually better than me at the ads. And I think that's probably one of the best things I've ever done for this business is hire people who are better than me at the actual doing of the, the services that we provide. So I'm really excited to pick at your brain today. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, The first thing I want to know is what are the benefits of paid advertising for businesses and what have you seen paid advertising bring to our clients? Oh, my gosh. It's such a loaded question. Mm. Like there are so many benefits of digital marketing, paid ads in particular for any business. I think there are a lot of things you need to have in place at the start, but for people to just delve in and just be so trusting with a, you know, with a world that's not necessarily black and white Mm -hmm. and easy to understand. I think the benefits are huge. We're talking about the basics of brand awareness, selling your products and everything like that, all of that top level stuff. And I think in this day and age, it's so important to be where your customers are, Mm -hmm. especially for most of our clients who are similar to us when demographics and everything like that. They're all online. They're on social media. They're on TikTok. They're spending their time on Instagram just doom scrolling at 10 p.m. If that's where your customer is, you need to be there. Now, that's not to say that, you know, I'm a 35-plus business Mm. whose target audience is, you know, people of the same age. I don't need to be on TikTok. But you need to be realistic and think, okay, well, mums are probably more on Instagram. Let's make sure we're on there at the same time. Mm. And just making sure you're showing up as best you can, but in a way that's suitable to you and how you work. Totally. And I think what you said about being where your audiences are is a massive part of paid ads. One of the biggest benefits is that you can segment your audiences and actually put together a messaging strategy that's going to speak to where that customer is on their customer journey. So, ads gives you that data to actually 
not only find your customers, but target them where they're at in that customer journey. Absolutely. And speak to the pain points that they have. Absolutely. Mm. And that's where I'm such the biggest fan of retargeting. Mm. We've got this wealth of data just sitting there. And that's why when small businesses come on with us and um, the first thing I do is check the pixel. If they don't have a pixel installed, yeah. that is always my first recommendation because yeah. you're basically losing out on this untapped data and information Mm. that you could be retargeting people with down the line. Totally. And even if you're not running ads, I think that's something you'd want to get on there. Absolutely. You can learn so much about who is actually engaging with your content. It might not even be the people you want to be selling your product Mm. to. Mm. And you can learn from that, whether you embrace that presence on that platform or whether or not you sort of change your strategy a little. Yeah, totally. So you mentioned what people should be doing when they start ads or when they're looking to start ads. When do you think is a good time for businesses to start ads? I think it's like having a baby. You're never ready. (laughs) I think when it comes to launching ads, you're ready when you are financially able to sustain ads and Mm -hmm. the growth that comes from ads because we often see clients, you know, launch some ads, they're a little hesitant, they have a really reserved budget, but then they get to the point where they can't actually financially support the budget, Mm. but they're still growing and they're loving the results. So it's sort of a double-edged sword, whether or not, you know, you can support them financially. But then again, you need to make sure you've got the content, you're willing to put in the time Mm. into creating the content. And you also just need to be ready to be so open with your business because that's when we often see people thrive or whether, you know, things don't perform. We need to be able to work with people who come to us knowing that we're the experts Mm. and that they're willing to hand us their babies and just look after them as best as we can. Yeah. And to to add to what you've said, I think when you start ads is definitely dependent on what your goals and expectations are. So if we had a client come to us saying, I want to start ads and I want to start making sales, but they didn't have a pixel on their site or they've just launched their business or something along those lines. That's when I would say, okay, you're not ready for ads yet because what you want right now isn't actually going to happen with where you're at in your business. So I think anyone can start ads pretty much now if their goals are obviously reach and brand awareness and engagement and building up their audience pool Anyone can start then, but if you're wanting to start seeing an immediate return on ad spend or if you're wanting to start seeing immediate results, you're probably better off focusing on the organic side of things and building up the data that you have available before you get started on that. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that's something we always say, like, you can run ads, but if you don't have an organic, consistent organic audience or if you don't have that consistent organic Mm -hmm. presence... Running ads on Facebook and Instagram are not necessarily going to work for you unless you've got that organic strategy in place to support ads. Totally. I always like to say that paid ads isn't the solution, but it supports your strategy. Yeah, and it's the same with organic. Organic isn't the solution either. They work hand in hand. And, yeah, they they make up one part of your digital marketing strategy, not the whole part. Absolutely. And we've had to be very selective now with Mm. people that come to us because we've seen – You know, some businesses say we want to have 16 people sign up within the next three weeks. Well, we can't do that because you're brand new. We don't know anything about your audience. We don't know all these different things. To come in guns blazing is just a little bit harder for us to achieve those goals. So we are very realistic with what we can say we can achieve in a period of time. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So we've touched on the pixel. 
And I think that is definitely a non-negotiable when you're wanting to run effective social media ads. But would you say that there's any other non-negotiables that you would recommend to businesses if they want to run effective campaigns? Have an open mind and be trusting. Okay. I love that. We have seen some people come and go who just aren't trusting of the process or Mm. aren't willing to trust the process. Yeah. They're very hesitant to see this slow growth. Yeah. Whereas we need you to embrace it. We need Mm. you to realize that what we're doing is starting to work and it's all part of a bigger picture. Totally. That is the best answer. I think it comes back to education. I think whether you're outsourcing your ads, whether you're planning on doing them yourself, you should be investing in educating yourself on at least just the foundations of how ads work. Absolutely. So that your expectations can be realistic. And yeah, so that you know what kind of questions to ask if you are outsourcing it and that kind of thing. So yeah, I love that. I love that answer. And I think that also comes on to us as like account managers. Mm. We're very transparent with our clients and, you know, we always say there's no such thing as a silly question because it's my responsibility to navigate the paid world. It's not theirs. So it's up to us to break down the language and the learning barriers Mm. that people might face. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I feel like we've, we've spoken a lot about social media ads, but at Jam Packed, we obviously offer SEM, Google Ads. What would you say is the difference between Google Ads and social media ads? Oh, I love this because I think I include in all of our onboarding mm-hmm. questions yeah. and meetings. Yeah. I like to say that paid social media ads start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Google is where you will close the deal. Yes. So if you look back at how you engage as a shopper, like if you see an ad in your social media feed, you're like, I love that outfit. Where's Mm -hmm. it from? You'll click on the ad through the app, but then you'll be like, I'll visit it later. But then you go to Google for the answer. You're like, you know Mm -hmm. what? I actually do want this. I Mm -hmm. want this dress. I want it from this store. You always go back to Google. That's so true. Right? Yes. When you think to how you shop as a user, it just gives you the answers. Absolutely. Like a lot of people, especially when they're traveling, Mm -hmm. you go on Instagram, you're like, I want to go to this cafe Mm -hmm. and you save it all in your Instagram. But then you go, you're over there, you're like, I need to check Google. What was it called? Mm. And then that's where you'll get the information. That's where you're going to get those people who are already in that like-minded, I'm going to purchase right Mm. now sort of mentality. So Facebook and Instagram, they're great for introducing your brand, introducing your product and your personality to people, whether or not they have engaged with you before. But if they love what you're doing, they will go straight to your website Mm. through Google. Mm. That's a great point. And what, how I always describe it to clients when they jump on discovery calls with us, they, I, I often get asked, should we do Google ads or should we do meta ads? And the question that I put back on them is, okay, well, where is your audience at in the customer decision making? So if your customer is actually searching for you online, say you're a hairdresser and often your customers are searching hairdresser near me, Google ads is a great place for you to actually start ads. Whereas if you need to get in front of your audience to show them that there is a, you provide a solution to their problem that they don't know about, you can use social media ads to visually show them this is the problem that we solve, this is the product, this is the service that we provide to, I guess, build education around that there even is something like what you do existing out there. Absolutely. And to go in hand with that is that if you do have this unique product that can serve a problem, if you're running those social media ads where you're talking about them so openly with your 
you know, your audience, if you know what that pain point is, mm. pair that with some Google keywords and mm. you're good to go. People mm. are going to find your business so much easier. Mm. So would you say it's better to run in an ideal world, both Google and Facebook ads together at the same time? Or do you think it's dependent on every situation? I think it's really dependent on every situation. Like if we look at our clients, there's some that would benefit from being on Google because they service such a niche market, Mm. whereas I think others, you know, don't necessarily need to be on Google. It would support them, but it's not, you know, the 100% solution for them. Yeah, totally. Another question we get asked all the time is ad spend. Oh, God. (laughs) This is probably one of the hardest questions to answer. I know I definitely struggle with this when people ask me because it's how long is a piece of string. That's it. But how much ad budget do you think is needed to see results in this day and age? See, it really depends on obviously what you're working towards. If you Mm -hmm. want to get leads, it really depends on your market. Mm. If you're working in a really saturated market, you need to be able to have a competitive budget to work with. If you're working in a really niche market, we could certainly work with a very low budget. Sometimes Mm. $30 per day is just all you need to get started. You just need to be aware of what the limitations of that would be. It would mean limited testing for us. We would have to work with smaller types of audiences, Mm. would have to limit the number of creatives that we're working with. So it is very much a how long is a piece Mm. of string, but, you know, you don't want to be pushing people to spend something they're not necessarily comfortable with. I think especially for people who don't know the ads world, Mm. we do like to go in with a very reserved budget that works for them. And when they do get comfortable and they can see the benefits and they are starting to see those results, that's when they're more likely to feel comfortable to increase that daily spend. Totally. And that's a big reason why we have never said you need to spend a certain amount to work with us. Yeah. Obviously, we've never worked with a client that has a ridiculously low budget that's not going to achieve anything, but everyone usually comes to us with a realistic budget. And we've never, yes, set a minimum that you need to spend because I do like to have, as you said, clients come in, they start off their spend on the more conservative side. And then once they see the results and once we start gaining momentum, that's when we can work on scaling that budget up. So, yeah, I love that we do that. It's so great. And Mm. it's even better when the client comes to us and like, hey, guys, we think we can increase this budget without us trying to like crawl on our Mm. hands and knees. Mm. And it's just so rewarding that because they can see the results and they're trusting with us with their yeah. money. Yeah. Another loaded question for you. Oh, gosh. What are the metrics that you are looking at for when you're assessing the effectiveness of meta ads campaigns? And obviously, it's going to be different depending on whether they're service-based, what their goals are, product-based. But what are the metrics that you think pretty much everyone should be looking at? Meh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important to pay attention at your reach, obviously, because you want to know how many people are actually seeing your ads. But I think landing page views is Mm -hmm. so much more important than link clicks. Okay. Because somebody who's actually fully loaded the landing page is actually going to be more likely to engage with your website than somebody who's just clicked on an ad and easily left out. Yeah. So I think certainly reach landing page views Click-through rates is always my favorite because it's a really great way to set that benchmark and see if we are hitting those industry standard Mm -hmm. averages, which is, you know, important when it comes to seeing our performance against our peers. Totally. 
But when you get down to the conversion side of things, I love seeing the breakdown of the customer journey. Mm. So if we're looking at an e-commerce, how much is it costing us to get them to add to cart? How much are we spending to get them to purchase? And then comparing that with how much they've spent in our budget. And it's just, you know, we love to work with a really healthy return on ad spend. Mm. Like that's how we like to see our results measured. Mm. But at the end of the day, you need to take a step back and look at those broader metrics to see Always. if we are targeting people that's great but if we're seeing those great targeting results come through and we're not seeing those conversions there's obviously a disconnect so I like to pay attention to all those metrics in between as well always yeah and I think a lot of people look to ads to scale their businesses and if you start running ads and you're purely focused on return on ad spend and your ROAS that's never going to get you far no. in scaling your business because it's only, okay, how much have I spent? How much have I made? You're not looking at your cost per customer acquisition. You're not looking at the lifetime value of your customers. That's the stuff that scales your business. Absolutely. So while ROAS is important and you do need to be looking at it, it's not the key and it's not the key metric that everyone or a lot of people seem to make it out to be. So we've become a little bit more conservative even on our own social media about talking about ROAS because I think a lot of agencies out there and a lot of Facebook ads managers have used that as a selling point to their services. We're guilty of it for sure. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not the be-all and end-all. And I really wish that more ads managers would speak about that because I think it's giving the people who don't know much about ads the wrong kind of expectations when they do begin starting ads that they're going to see, you know, they're going to spend a dollar and instantly make back 15. And if they're not doing that, then their ads are failing. Because if you're, say, getting a three row as, that doesn't mean that your ads are doing bad at all. It, I'd say it's actually pretty decent. But yeah, looking at that as the key indicator of success is where I find ads to be the most frustrating. Absolutely. And there are so many outside factors that mm. can be you know responsible for a lower return and totally. i think people just see the return on ad spend as the holy grail number that they need to hit yeah and especially you get those agencies who guarantee a 10 oh, return biggest red flag eight by the return way. <laughs> if you work in the industry you know that's a red flag mm, straight away totally yeah i've had well, we've had clients come to us and ask us to guarantee and we will never ever guarantee and then they or some not always they'll sometimes go with the agency yeah that guarantees and i'm always thinking in the back of my mind they will come back to us because any agency the time that, they have yeah and any agency that guarantee or any ads manager that guarantees results or sales is yeah just something to be aware of <laughs> I'll i mean just say it there. if they can get that every time that's mm. incredible for them i'd wish they'd tell me how mm. <laughs> but you know just keep your expectations yep. realistic totally so can you run paid ads intermittently or do you think you need to be running ads all the time oh my gosh paid ads work best when they are continuously run i cannot stress that enough i I was yeah wondering what you're gonna say then i'm glad you said that (laughs) (laughs) like we understand when people do ask us to turn Mm. off their ads we always question you know is there a reason behind it what Mm. can we do and we try to work in a way that keeps those ads running even if it's at such a minimum spend totally because all of that learning and optimization that we've been doing it doesn't go in the bin but it basically resets the process for us yeah and we're just losing on data that we just you know is so valuable to us totally i would say the one time that running ads 
all the time isn't effective is when you're not in there looking at the creative, updating the creative, optimizing the results. If you're just kind of setting and forgetting and leaving it in the background, that's when I feel like it turns into a bit of money down the drain situation. 100%. Like Mm. the paid ads world is changing so quickly. Mm. Like it's hard to keep up. And if you're not in your ad account every day, at least checking the numbers, Mm. you're just flushing money away. And it's just so important to remember that you have an ads manager for this reason. Yeah. You want them to scale and optimize and mm. bring those returns that you want. Mm. So please don't ever think you can just pause a campaign, yes. come back to it in six months and get the same Pick results. Up where you left off. Absolutely. Yeah. You one thing I love about you is you are so great at keeping on top of industry knowledge. That's never something I've had to push you to do. It's something that you just naturally have always done because you are so passionate about your craft, which I love. I want to know how do you stay on top of industry knowledge and why are you always, yeah, two steps ahead with the changes? Because I think that's been one of the biggest assets you've brought to this business is that we are constantly future-proofing the service that we provide because you are so on top of your industry knowledge. So I really want to know, how do you, how do you do it? I am such a strong believer. Well, firstly, thank you. <laughs> but I'm such a strong believer in that you can never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not open to change or improving yourself or, you know, upskilling where you can, you're sort of just stagnant. Totally. And I don't ever want to be stagnant. I've mm. been a stagnant for a period of my life and now I'm thriving. So yeah. now I'm very happy to continue growing. Amazing. But I think it is so important for us to keep learning. And I just love how dynamic this industry is. Mm. Like we talk about algorithms and iOS changes and Mm. it's like, yes, it's such a pain. But if we're not, you know, learning how to work around it, we're just going to become stuck and nobody wants to be stuck in the past. We need to keep working forward and continuing to learn. Mm. I think that is it, what you've just said. I think what we bring to digital marketing is a lot of optimism because if you're in digital marketing and you're getting down every time there's a big change, you're never going to like your job. It's always going to feel hard if every time something changes, it rocks the boat for you. So if a big change happens like the iOS or, you know, GA4 or something like that, instead of, yeah, thinking the world's against you and panicking, just pivot and look at your strategies, make the changes that you need to change because this industry is always going to change. There's We're Absolutely. never going to get to a point where like, okay, done, no more changes, everyone you, relax. <laughs> and you can't apply that to your own life either. Like mm. you can't just be like a person standing at a brick wall like, no, nah, mm. I am not moving. It's going to move around me. Lean in, yeah. work around it, find a solution, find totally. a way to achieve, you know, more than what people are, expect of you. Yeah, And that's something I always, you know, hold myself to if somebody thinks that I'm you know being held back I'm like no I'm gonna go above and beyond yeah absolutely so to do our last paid ads related question what is your best piece of advice just to wrap up for somebody who's looking to I guess improve their results with their paid ads or to get started with paid ads educate yourself Mm -hmm. about the foundations yeah I think that is something so valuable even for another agency if they're not fully aware of recent changes. Just educate Mm. yourself, see what's out there, what information is available. Lean on your peers and people in the industry as well. Mm. But I also think, 
you know, just embrace change. Yeah. Just be trusting of the process. And if you do have the right agency or account manager, they're going to hold your hand through yeah. this and they will explain everything and address every concern or worry mm. that you might have in a way that's understandable. Mm. So if you're open and willing to trust the process, you will start to feel a lot more comfortable with the idea of paying yeah. for your advertising on social media. I love that because I think we we do that quite well is, I guess, educating people along the journey so that they can trust the process because if you're going in blindly and you don't know what's – what if you don't know much about ads, it is hard to trust the process because is it just money down the drain? That's or, it. Yeah. So what about the businesses who feel like they've trusted the process, feel like they've given it their all and they're not – achieving the results that they want. Do you think that that is still an education piece that's missing for them that maybe their expectations are unrealistic or do you think that not that Facebook ads can sometimes not work for everyone? I think it's a healthy mixture of both. Yeah. I think they need we obviously want them to be as educated as possible, mm. but they are coming to us if we're not getting the results for them, then we need to take a step back and mm. take a look at everything that's going on, mm. whether that's the website how is the customer journey going? Mm. How is their social media matching with our tone of voice that we're talking in the ads? Is the totally. branding consistent? There are so many outside forces that mm. we need to look at if something is just not working. Yeah, totally. That is the perfect answer. <laughs> to wrap up, I want to ask you a jam-packed related question. Where do you see jam-packed going in the next few years? I'm so interested to hear what you have to say for this. Jam Pact is going to be around for a while, guys. I hate to say that. We're going to be sticking around for a while. Whether or not people like that, I don't know. Of course they do. (laughs) No, Jam Pact is going to be here for a long time. I think we are going to scale in a very healthy way. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be bringing on 10 clients Mm -hmm. in the span of two years. Yeah. 10 clients in two years. That's not. No, we are not including that. I'd love to get 10 new clients. We're not going to be bringing on team members at a rapid pace that isn't consistent with Mm -hmm. the amount of work that we have going. We're going to take things with consideration. Mm -hmm. We're going to grow in a way that, you know, is sustainable. And Mm -hmm. I think that is so important. And what's helped us thrive over the past couple of years is that we've been growing at a very sustainable pace. Yeah. That feels good for everyone and not stressful. Absolutely. And, mm. you know, we've included new services that are obviously within our wheelhouse. We're not offering things that we aren't interested mm. in. We're not passionate about. Mm. Everything that we offer is something we love to do. Totally. Yeah. I love that answer. Well, thank you, Zoe, for coming on. I'm so proud of you and all of the amazing advice that you've shared today has just, yeah, consolidated for me how much pride it brings me to have you on this team and yeah thank you so much thank you for having me it's been very it's been a wild ride yes (laughs) thank you so much for listening if you want to connect with me you can find me on pretty much every social media platform that there is my favorites at the moment are tiktok instagram and linkedin but otherwise i will catch you in next week's episode bye